Psalm 30, a song for the dedication of the temple by David. I will extol you, Yahweh, for you have raised me up and have not made my foes rejoice over me. Yahweh, my God, I cry to you and you have healed me. Yahweh, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to Yahweh, you saints of his. Give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, but his favour for a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. You, Yahweh, when you favoured me, made my mountain stand strong. But when you hid your face, I was troubled. I cried to you, Yahweh, I made supplication to the Lord. What profit is there in my destruction? If I go down to the pit, shall the dust praise you? Shall it declare your truth? Hear, Yahweh, and have mercy upon me. Yahweh, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have removed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my heart may sing praise to you and not be silent. Yahweh, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So this is a song for the dedication of the temple. <laughs> and um, it's an interesting song. Like, if you think this is written for the dedication of the temple that Solomon, um, you know, in the, in the Bible we've got these three temples. The first one's called the Temple of Solomon, and this is a psalm written by David. It says for the dedication of the temple. But a lot of people, including me, don't think this was a song for the dedication of that temple. Because when you read the words of the song, it seems to have nothing at all to do with the temple. And the temple didn't exist until Solomon came around, you know, maybe 20 years after this song was written. It's true, he could have written a psalm for the future dedication of the temple, because David did do a lot of preparing for it. But when you read this uh, psalm, it says things like weeping lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And it says things like that. You know, you've turned my sackcloth and clothed me, you've removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. So it says things that don't sound very temple-y. <laughs> um, so what uh, a lot of Bible commentators have suggested, and what I, it makes complete sense to me, is that the word for temple can be used for other buildings as well. And um, the thought here is that David has written this song uh, for some other occasion, not for the, the dedicating of the temple. And um, the site where the temple was going to be built was a site where David sacrificed a cow uh, because there'd been a terrible plague and all these people were dying and the plague stopped in a certain spot. And uh, we covered all of this in the stories about the census, where David took a census, God punished him, a terrible plague broke out. David He actually bought some land off a guy and built an altar in a certain spot. And the thought is, this is a song for the dedication of that spot. That's the thought. And that would make a great deal of sense because <laughs> it's, it's kind of temple-ish. And also the fact that there'd been this terrible calamity of the plague and it, was, it came to an end right in that spot and David wrote a song to basically thank the Lord for sorting it all out. So that's the theory. And um, anyway, 
there's a few verses that are worth contemplating. Verse, uh, oh, I didn't write, write down the verse number, but let me very quickly look it up. Uh, weeping may stay for the night, but joy comes in the morning, verse 5. So um, if you take that as kind of a thought uh, on its own, it can't possibly be true because there is definitely weeping that doesn't last, that doesn't go away after a night. There's definitely weeping that lasts and lasts and lasts. And there are some people that never, ever move on from their sorrow. But this uh, verse was completely true for David, and it's completely true if you're in Christ. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll only ever be sad for one night in your life. <laughs> or every time you have a problem, that the sadness will only last for just one night. It's, it's more just saying that sorrow is temporary, but the Lord's joy comes. You know, there's going to be a new day and the Lord's going to give joy. Now that's if you're in Christ. If you're not in Christ, then sorrow will never depart from you. And uh, the ungodly are always looking for happiness. And there's so many articles online about how to be happy, do this and do that. And, you know, but ultimately you will never be happy by chasing happiness. Happiness comes from the Lord. So when you put the Lord first in your life, you find you're happy. So it's an elusive thing, like trying to chase the end of the rainbow. You only find you're at the, at the end of the rainbow when you're chasing something else, which is Christ. So for those who are in Christ, yes, there'll be sadness and disappointments because we're living in a broken world. But those things are temporary. But the joy of the Lord comes for us in the morning. But sadly, there are many people who will never experience that joy in the morning because they don't turn to Christ. In verse 12, David says at the end of the psalm, he says, To that end, or because of all these reasons, my heart will sing praise to you and not be silent. Yahweh, I will give thanks to you forever. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are some problems in life that... Um, that are temporary and I, I was thinking about about David and uh, some of the Old Testament stories here like for example the, the Israelites when they left Egypt you know they had a big problem that lasted a long long time but when they finally came out of Egypt and they were free there was this moment when the the Egyptians pursued them and for a whole night they were terrified <laughs> I'm glad I was not in that story and they're on the banks of the Red Sea and they're basically trapped between um, you know, this ocean, and none of them can swim, and this terrible army that wants to destroy them. They're trapped between a rock and a hard place. So they had a night of terror, but in the morning, the Lord delivered them and turned it to jubilation. And we, we've um, been over the Song of Miriam and, and all of that way back in the book of Exodus. So, you know, the Lord delivered in a moment, but David... He went through troubles that lasted for more than a decade. Saul pursuing him, trying to kill him. So he had all this anguish that went on and on and on. And we actually see that in, in the Psalms, some of the Psalms that, where he writes, how long, O Lord, <laughs> until you know my enemy is destroyed? Or how long until this happens? Some of his problems went on and on and on. And um, But then the Lord did deliver him. And so I, I think in Psalms like this where it says that that the Lord will deliver us and that joy will come in the morning and all of that, the day of the Lord's deliverance is a figurative thing. So it's not a literal day. 
So the Lord, sometimes the trouble that we have is short. Sometimes the trouble that we have is long. Sometimes the deliverance from the Lord is quick. Sometimes the deliverance of the Lord is slow. But the true, a key to true praise is to know that the Lord does deliver. And sometimes the Lord's deliverance isn't in this life. And so we've got, um, you know, a story in the Bible where Daniel got thrown into the lion's den and was delivered. The Lord shut the mouth of those lions. And we can say without a shadow of a doubt, Daniel was delivered. And it didn't take long. Of course, that could have been quite a scary night for him. But then the early Christians, thousands of them were thrown to the lions and were eaten. And you would say that, that they weren't delivered. But the truth is, they were delivered. The Lord delivered them into his hands. He took them to be with himself. They were given the wonderful gift of eternal life. They were saved out of this world into the heavenly kingdom of the Lord. They were put in a place which they, they're so grateful that they were placed there. In truth, they got the better deliverance. We look at Daniel and we think he got delivered and the others didn't. But no, um, Daniel was temporarily delivered, but later on received his permanent deliverance. And so we sing these songs like this, Psalms, and a, a, a key to true praise is to know that the Lord has delivered us all, even though we may be going through some difficulties. And he has taken away our sackcloths and our mourning and given us joy. So even if you're in the midst of a difficult position, you've been delivered. And that's the truth of it. Thank God for that. Lord, we're so grateful for our deliverance, deliverance from sin, deliverance from evil, deliverance from hell, deliverance from death. Thank you, Lord, that we will not be harmed by the second death. And so, Lord, I pray that praises will fill our, our hearts and our mouths and our lips and that we would honour you. And like in the words of David, we will sing praise to you forever. In Jesus' name, amen.